What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan Morning. You can find me all over social platforms at Zan Morning. We all know that the wrestling card community is the best hobby community on God's green earth. Shout out Harley Race, or should I say King Harley Race. But today, I'm going to challenge your thinking once again, just like I did on the last episode, and possibly get some heat for this take. But some of you guys out there are just too hard to deal with. But before I get killed by you guys for my takes this week, here are just a few reminders of how you, the listeners, can show your support for my content if you decide you don't hate me after today's episode. And we're going to make this quick because I've actually received some comments about, hey, just skip over to the content. I don't need to hear about all the stuff you got going on. Well, clearly, those people don't understand how to spread the word and marketing and getting yourself out there. So we're going to make this quick. You're already listening to this on whatever podcast platform you're on. Please subscribe. Leave a review. Five-star Dave Meltzer style is preferred. Check out Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. That's the main hub for all of my content. Please subscribe over there as well. Trying to get to that 1,000 subs mark at the time of this recording. Check out the Worlds Collide podcast. Yes, that's right. Another wrestling card podcast. Myself, Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com. Every week, every episode drops on Wednesday mornings. We talk all things wrestling. Please subscribe to that as well. It's also available on all popular podcast platforms. If you would like to help contribute monetarily to keep these shows coming out and for me to buy equipment and do giveaways and whatever else that goes into doing all this, there's a few different ways. First off, check out Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can get your name in the credits of the videos. You can even get involved with the content in the Wrestling With Cards booking committee. That's right. I keep making the joke about the WCW booking committee. This is the Wrestling With Cards booking committee. But there's a lot to offer on Patreon, a lot of exclusive stuff. You can also check out my eBay store, Beast Mode Collectibles. We've got tons of cards on there starting at $1.50 ship. That's right. I said you couldn't get much for a dollar in past episodes and videos. You can join my Patreon. You can buy wrestling cards on my eBay store. Dollar, $1.50 ship. What a deal. I mentioned my social platforms, at Zane Morning, on pretty much everything. Please check me out there. And of course, you can buy me a coffee. I gotta stay caffeinated to keep these things coming out. And as always, links to everything that I have talked about today are in the show notes, so make sure to check those out. So why did I just throw some shade at the wrestling card community to open up today's show? I wanted to preface this by saying the following disclaimer that I always do. Collect what you want, buy what you want, hobby how you want. Everybody says that, I know. And most people that do that truly mean it, including myself. But today, I'm going to talk about a few points that have become a real thorn in my side when it comes to the way that some, not all, keep in mind, some, not all, of the members of the wrestling card community operate. Let's start with how wrestling card collectors seem to love hoarding. Now, wait a minute, Zan. You've said it yourself. You're hoarding carrying cross cards. Yes, that is true. I have selected one person to super collect, but it's not an entire set. It's not an entire decade. It's not enough cards at this point, although that may change with Panini now hopefully putting across stuff out soon. I don't think I'm going to end up on an episode of Hoarders because I can't move through my house because it's become a cardboard fire hazard like some of you guys out there. I have always been a minimalist at heart. I hate having a bunch of crap laying around in my house. It just makes me anxious. Now let's talk about the cross hoarding. Let's go back to that a minute. I did get my inspiration from Bo Thompson and his One Million Cubs project, which I had him on a past episode on my YouTube channel to talk about that. Make sure to check that out, and you can find that links in the show notes. Again, I also was doing this with the Topps Slam app. You guys remember that? The digital 
cards that Tops had for reopening packs. A lot of fun. Wrestling card community really kind of gravitated to that once the steam was kind of picking up with it. But anyway, I had a blast trying to get as many carrying cross cards as possible for whatever reason. It's a cool feeling to be the world's best collector of a specific person. I've talked about that a lot before. And this was just another case to have as many cross cards as possible. So why do I have a problem with wrestling card hoarding if I'm kind of actually doing that myself? Well, there are two specific reasons. First being, it doesn't allow other collectors to experience or get into certain cards. How are people supposed to understand the history or the importance of certain cards or sets if they can't even get into the playing field on them? And while I'm sure everybody has a price, the great words of the million dollar man Ted DiBiase, I just don't see a lot of people willing to sell. They just keep everything. And it seems like wrestling card collectors have a real hard time letting things go. And I've said before, some cards warrant that. If you have some rare, scarce stuff that you don't ever think you'll be able to get again, whether that's just availability or the price has gotten out of control, by all means, keep it. But there are some of you out there sitting on stacks of liquid stuff that are high pert runs, or maybe you have them in lower grades. Just let those things go. Get those into the hands of some new collectors. It expands the hobby in the long run and makes the cards worth more because people know about them. It creates a demand when the word gets out about some cards that maybe some people aren't as familiar with. If the cards get locked up in a collection forever, in my opinion, I think people don't really know about them and they aren't talking about them, which kind of drives down the interest and ultimately has the possibility of driving down the price and value. Now let me take this back to the cross collection again because I have to be transparent about this. Look, I have a lot of duplicates. And if I have a duplicate of something and someone really wants it, or wanted to trade me some cross cards for something I had multiples of, I would absolutely do it. I will let go of any duplicates to get more cross cards, or if it helps somebody kind of get into the cross market, if you even want to call it that. You want to talk about my signed Wrestling All-Stars cards? I'm selling all the duplicates I have of those. They are special, and they belong in other people's collections. Other people need to experience owning them. I'm willing to let go of any duplicates in most scenarios to help others, and allow me to get other cards or maybe some cash to then go buy some more PC stuff. Now the next thing. Let's talk about how it seems like many people in the wrestling car community do not understand pricing. And I just honestly chalk this up to a lack of activity that they're participating in, which kind of ties in with what I just talked about. about just hoarding everything and not doing as much trading or selling. Many people that I've come in contact with in the wrestling card space like to buy all the cards they want and then just sit on them. Now, if you're a made of money, sure, go for it. But I think this creates a little bit of a problem for some people out there. Me personally, I try not to use any of my, quote, life money on the hobby. I do work a full-time job, like to pay the bills with that. However, for the hobby, I have a full-time eBay store, and I use trades and other means to try and afford the PC cards that I'm wanting. This keeps me from getting myself into any kind of financial trouble as a result of cardboard. This also creates a self-sustaining hobby. Now again, if you want to buy and hoard cards, that's fine. But what I see, and this really is, maybe I shouldn't be telling other people how to do these things, but what I see is a lot of people out there, they talk about these grail cards, they want to hope to own them one day, or these really expensive chase cards, right? And instead of constantly working towards those big cards that they supposedly want so bad, they nickel and dime themselves to death by buying random squirrel cards, you know, like, oh, squirrel, oh, look at that, oh, hot new thing. They fall into the traps of FOMO, 
or they just rip way too much wax. I mean, think about this. If you want a card that's $1,000, think about these people out here who like buy cases at a time to rip, and then they're just like, oh, that was fun, but now what's the next box? And again, I understand that, paying for entertainment, hobby how you want, I know. But it just seems like from a problem-solving perspective, if there's a grail card out there that someone talks about so much, why are they not working towards that? I don't understand. And then the other thing is they start selling the stuff off for pennies on the dollar instead of putting that money aside and having some patience, focus, and determination to go after that grail, as I've said. But the thing is when they do try to sell their cards, the pricing is generally way off. You see these posts on social media with people prices on base relic cards, no-name autos, and they're asking like $50 a card. Most of them seem to be unwilling to negotiate, and honestly, I, I think the lack of pricing knowledge and negotiation skills, again, comes back to lack of activity in the hobby. See, if you're just buying cards and that you just want to own and put them away, that's it. You never really learn the ins and the outs of the market. Spending time in the market teaches you many of those things as far as pricing trends, that will really help you down the road kind of to get certain cards that maybe were unattainable before, but you have the option. Now you've got the skills to be willing to negotiate. And you know how these things work. And when I say sell an activity, I'm not necessarily saying flip cards, pump and dump, although I guess they could help maybe. But really, this just is to help build a better collection through buying, selling, trading, building relationships about things throughout the hobby. Speaking of trading, my final point that I want to talk about in this episode that seems to be a little bit of a problem with the wrestling card community is facilitating trades. Now, don't get me wrong. I've worked out some great trades and deals with fellow members of the wrestling card community, whether that's buying bulk singles from them to add to my eBay store, trading them things that really fit their PC for inventory I could sell, or you know, recently just giving off tons of stuff to Bryce Naramore so I could get a Macho Man auto, which at the time of recording has already been back out the door for a very big PC grail. See, I'm talking about working towards those grails. That just happened. You'll be able to see that on my Instagram. But here's the issue with my problem with the wrestling card space and trading. And to be honest, maybe it is just my issue and it's something I have to work on. People seem to only want to make trades for PC items. That's not me, daddy. I'm always down to make trades for just about anything. And maybe that's because of my background. I've always, for my entire life, been buying, selling, trading, grinding. The Gary V mug life vibe, I've honestly been doing that since I was a kid. Whether it was action figures, sports cards, video games, wrestling figures, it didn't matter. I've always been that buy something low, flip it for something you like, keep that as long as you want, and then keep it forever or move it for something else down the road. I've spoke numerous times how I was able to turn a four-row box that I bought for like $15 to $20 at the local LCS in 2018, and I've turned that into the ever-evolving PC that I have today. Selling stuff I was not interested in, whether that was wrestling cards I didn't see that really fit my PC, or whether it was sports cards that I knew other people would like, and I just had no interest in. And then I would take that stuff, buy the stuff I am interested in, and go from there. And maybe that just comes down to people not wanting to put in the work. We kind of know how businesses want people to work all the time now, and nobody's willing to work. But in this instance, it does take a lot of time to sell things off. And maybe some just honestly don't have the time. Maybe they've got family, wife, kids, families they're taking care of, multiple full-time jobs. You just don't have the time to do this. I get that. 
But I think most of the time, people are just lazy and don't want to put that time in. They rather watch Netflix. They rather play video games. They rather scroll mindlessly through social media instead of working towards that grail card that they've always wanted. But back to the trades, sorry, getting off on a little tangent there. In my opinion, ignoring trades that include things you aren't interested in because it, quote, doesn't fit your PC, huge mistake on your guys' part. There's just so much value out there that you can then turn into those cards you really want. It's just huge missed opportunity. Now, I hope today's episode didn't run off many of you guys from watching my YouTube videos or listening to my content going forward. I'm not trying to be an elitist or anything whatsoever. Like, I'm just a guy that likes to talk about cards and hobbies and markets and having fun, really. I'm no expert. I'm not out here telling you that my collection is the best. Clearly, it's not. I just come from a place of trying to provide value and what has worked for me and what has not worked for me. I want all of you listening to have the best collection you can, and sometimes you just have to stop and rethink the way you do things. That's all. If today's episode brought you some value, again, please subscribe, leave a review, maybe most importantly, share this show with anybody you can think of, wrestling fans, wrestling card collectors, sports card collectors, anybody you think would enjoy this episode, please share it. Feel free to share it on social media, tag me in it if you want. And again, don't forget to check out the links in the show notes to all of the ways that you can help show your support, again, for me to continue putting this content out if you think I'm bringing you value. But until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun, wrestling cards rule, we'll see you.